Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sandra Ladd, and I'm the Senior Minister for First Christian Church Stillwater. We are growing a Christ-centered, compassionate church where all can connect to God's love. And we hope that in this time you experience growth. We pray that this time will help you focus and center on Christ and that in this time you will sense care and compassion. We pray that this time provide you with a deeper connection to the love of God. Grace and peace be with you. And again, we thank you so much for gifting us with your time. Good morning. It's good to be back in Stillwater. Would you pray with me? Lord, may my words be your words in the hearts and minds of all those present. Amen. This is uh, the third in a series of May the Circle Be Unbroken. And we're going to talk about leaving, leaving a legacy. Scripture this morning says that the preacher should proclaim the message and tell the truth and not just say what people want to hear. And I hope to accomplish that this morning. Many of us have been giving But beyond that, we rarely know what the people believed or who they were, unless we do genealogical research. And I've always been fascinated by history and genealogy, and I've tried to accumulate as much history of my family as I can. But if you've ever done any of that work, you know that if you're lucky if you get a name, the date of birth, or the date of death, and usually you get those from the tombstone. But if you're really lucky, you can find some military records. If you're really, really lucky, you might find a Old Testament somewhere. But the information is sparse. But we want to know who these people were so that we can have some sense of who we are. We want to know what they believed. Where did they come from? How did we get to where we are? Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> to say the least. And about the time I began working on this sermon, I came across the written history of Company K of the 155th Pennsylvania Volunteers. As many of you know, I, that's where I grew up, was in Pennsylvania. My third great-grandfather was the first lieutenant in Company K. And according to this history, his occupation was as a preacher. When Civil War broke out, and it became apparent in late 1862 that General Lee's armies were going to invade Pennsylvania, many Pennsylvanians answered the call and joined the Union Army. And my ancestor did as well. After Company K was formed and before their first battle, my preacher ancestor was asked to preach the Sunday sermon. Amazingly, we know what the scripture was and what he preached on that day. The company history records the scripture was from Amos, chapter 4, verse 12, 
And the title of the sermon was, Prepare to Meet Thy God. By all reports, it was a great sermon. But as far as I can tell, they never asked him to preach again. Unfortunately, he was also right. Because the unit fought in most of the major battles, including Gettysburg, they suffered horrible casualties. From the original 90 soldiers in the company, about a third were killed or died of disease before the end of the war. So my message today will be the hard truth, but thankfully it will be about an unbroken legacy of faith through giving, and only indirectly about meeting your maker. So what is a legacy of faithful giving? A legacy, of course, is something of value passed on to us from the past or something we pass on to the future. Paul recognized in the scripture this morning the legacy of the Old Testament scriptures that had been passed down from prior generations, and he referred to them as the inspired word of God. He then urged Timothy to pass that legacy on to future generations no matter what. The church you worship in today is a legacy from the faithful servants who built it. The music we sing is a legacy passed on from musicians who crafted it years ago. The Bibles in the pews are a legacy passed on from those who wrote it down and those who later translated it for us to use. We can leave a legacy by being good and faithful stewards and passing these same things on to the next generation. But what else should we pass on? And in order to answer that question, I think you must first ask, what is our mission in this place? What are the values we treasure and wish to share with the world? How can we carry out our ministry fully, as the scripture says? And I can't answer those questions for you, but the answers to those questions will result in the things that will be passed on as your legacy. They will come from your mission and values. Your mission and values are the thing that must be stewarded. It is these things that every church budget, and this is budget time, needs to be focused around. It is critical that churches decide what is important before deciding what to do. Churches can get into a rut or even decline if the budgeting process fails to focus on carrying out the mission of ministry in the church. Your vision statement from your website is a growing, growing a Christ-centered, compassionate church connecting all to God's love. And the scripture this morning says, proclaim the message, and the message is salvation through the compassion of God's love, connecting all that are willing to receive it. So how will your budget reflect that vision? Your legacy to the next generation of disciples in this place may depend on remaining faithful to that vision. Hold on to that vision. Now, money is the tool by which visions are realized. The legacy of this church's vision will be passed on to the next generation only by faithful giving that enables it. The giving of church members years ago 
has enabled you to hear the truth of the Gospels today, and the money we give today enables those who come after us to hear that same Gospel. Selfless giving enabled this church to be built. Selfless giving enabled staff to be hired. Selfless giving enabled each of us to be here to worship today. Giving in faith leaves a legacy to the next generation. When the church budgets, it estimates giving and it estimates expenses for a year's time. The expenses are an estimate of the cost to carry out the vision of this place. The giving is an estimate of what is expected to be received during that same time frame. And the truth about annual budgets <clears throat> and giving is that too many times our annual budgeting is focused on the expense side and where we can cut. But the essence of stewardship in the Bible is generosity, which focuses on the giving side of the equation. The question should not be where can we cut the budget, but rather how can we fund our vision? Where can we find the funds to do the work we believe God has called us to do in this place? We honor the past and we provide a legacy to the future when we carry forward the mission and vision of the church by giving. We are called into community. We are called to give of our time, our talents, and yes, our money. But how much are we to give? And I think that's a very complicated question, but I think C.S. Lewis got it right when he said, I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give. I am afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. And I think he was right in a lot of ways. The Sunday offering is one way to give. Special gifts for capital improvements, et cetera, it's another. And a third way is something that the Oklahoma Disciples Foundation specializes in, and that is true endowment giving. Your church holds endowments, and these are gifts to be preserved, and the income they generate is usually specified to be used in a particular way. For each of the Oklahoma Disciples Foundation's endowments, there are three parties. There is the person creating it, who is the donor, who puts the funds in the foundation. There's the foundation who serves as a trustee and money manager of the fund so that the fund lasts forever. And there is the beneficiary, the church or program that receives the money. <clears throat> these endowments are professionally managed. The donors start these in a variety of ways. Some are just started with a check. Some are started with a gift of stock. Some are begun with other assets, such as real estate. Some are created through a bequest from a will or a trust. Some of them have the donor's name attached to them, and some of them are anonymous. Some of them are created by the donor to honor people who have come before them. The income or benefit derived from these endowments goes to specific entities, or it can go to the foundation itself or its grant program. The grant program allows the money to go where it's needed. And we have well over 100 endowments, and a significant portion of those go into our grant program. 
As an example, we have an endowment called the Cloud of Witnesses Endowment. It was created December 29, 2015 by an anonymous donor with a gift of $20,000. Now, 10,000 is the minimum amount to create an endowment, but this one was, happened to be started with 20. The beneficiary is the grants program of the foundation. And over the years, numerous people have added to that endowment, and it's now approximately $60,000. And anyone can add to any of our endowments at any time. You just can't change the terms of the endowment. But that endowment generates about $2,500 a year and will do so forever. The beginning of every endowment is the planting of a seed. If that donor had not created the Cloud of Witnesses endowment, the opportunity to give to it would not have been available to others. And the churches and institutions who have received grant money would not have had their visions funded. Most importantly, the future needs to be met by the money flowing from this endowment would be unmet. Endowments are a true legacy, past, from this generation to the next. If your church has a vision for your community and you need funding, please apply for a grant. And this church has applied for grants. But do not give up your vision. Those who built this church and those who have been faithful givers to it through the years have left you a legacy. It truly is a legacy of faith and the circle remains unbroken. Giving in every way we can for the vision is necessary to pass on our legacy. It is essential to the future proclamation of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pass the truth from one generation to the next, enabled by those who can give. Giving preserves the legacy we have been given, and it allows us to create a legacy for those who come after us. It allows you to carry out your ministry fully in this place, as said by the scripture this morning. Give generously and give joyously that others may experience the love of God through Christ. And if you're ever in Gettysburg, you can go to a place called Little Round Top and see a monument to the 155th Pennsylvania Volunteers. Say a little prayer and hope we never see the horrors of civil war ever again, and no preacher has to preach a sermon preparing soldiers to meet their God.